of having uh, Ray or Raymond share with us this morning. And um, yeah, I'd like to also take this opportunity just to, just to honor Raymond's life. Um, you know, one thing uh, I've learned to love and appreciate about this young guy is just his gentleness, um, his desire for the Lord, his, um, oh, his single-mindedness, his focusedness in finding Christ. And uh, I find that so beautiful. So, you know, I also want to pray for you this morning, Ray, as you share with us. So, um, Jesus, thank you for your son. Uh, thank you that you love him. Thank you, Father, that you this morning will just pour out your life, uh, your love, um, and your light in and through him. Uh, I pray, Father, that you would grace his lips just with uh, the beautiful, gracious anointing that only you can give. Um, and Father, I pray you just speak to our hearts this morning, Lord, make our hearts receptive to hear, Holy Father, what uh, you have to say to us, um, and we pray this in Jesus' uh, precious name. Amen. Thanks, Derek. Morning, everyone. Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of the Lord? Morning, my boy. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Raymond. I'm married to this beautiful lady there, Amanda, in the front. And we've got two beautiful children, Jedediah and Zoe. I don't know if we've got a picture to, to show of our family. Uh, so that's them. So, you know, it looks so peaceful. Hey, such a wonderful picture. One of those Facebook pictures. Can we move to the next one? This is kind of more how it is in our house, like... You know, maybe not so clean, maybe the hair not, you know, brushed perfectly and, and everything. And uh, and then that's uh, also the, the full, complete picture of, uh, of our home. And it kind of ties into my message uh, today um, as well. Um, so if you're taking notes, uh, this morning I'm going to be talking about finding peace. And uh, especially as we enter the season, um, it can be quite a stressful period for a lot of people. So, you know, finding peace is also um, something that, that uh, a lot of people struggle with, and especially this, this time of, of year. And um, how the sermon actually started was, was a couple of uh, months ago. Um, I joined uh, a workshop that was offered by our, our congregation. And uh, Mike Doafay was busy doing a, a teaching on, on how to preach and teach. And uh, a couple of us from the congregation went through to that. And there was a, a practical element uh, on the second session, which, uh, which we had to go back and we had to prepare a five-minute sermon on anything, really. And then we would need to provide some or, or preach that sermon uh, in that workshop setting, and then we would, you know, get provided some crits um, on, um, at the end of it. And when I went home, I was asking the Lord, you know, what should I prepare on? And, and he put this on my heart, that, that um, I, should, I should speak on finding peace. Um, and this is actually a topic that's quite close to our heart, because um, finding peace is something that I've actually struggled with, uh, you know, in, in my journey with the Lord. And um, for those of you who don't know, we, we originally lived in Tableview. And then uh, uh, when we were in Tableview, still at um, a, another congregation there, you know, every time you, you, you met with someone, you'd say, morning, how are you doing? And then, uh, you know, they would go, oh, so busy. 
so busy. And they're like, how are you? And like, oh, so busy. And that was, that was the language that we had. Everyone was so busy. And eventually my wife and I, we, we, we got to a place where we said, you know, we, we need to get out of this, this rat race. We, we need to uh, maybe even find somewhere out in the, in the country where it's a little bit more slow-paced. And, and we started our journey of trying to find land, you know, that, that's all we could afford at that stage. And we looked in Franschuk and, and Stellenbosch and realized very quickly that we couldn't afford to stay there. We looked in Pol, and then we, we actually found a piece of land and we're, and we're very blessed um, with a piece of land here in Wellington. And I thought, this is it. Countryside, a nice, quiet, sleepy town. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, soak in God's presence here as, you know, I'm, I'm saturated by his peace in this quiet, beautiful environment. Um, so we moved down here and uh, we rented in a place while, while we were building. This was like over a period of a five-year journey. And, um, and of course, once we were here, it was amazing. And yes, it, it is a slower pace and, and so forth. But you can very quickly get caught up with the busyness of life again. And, and then as, you know, as I wasn't finding the piece I was looking for, I thought, okay, well, the house we're building, there can be one room that will be my quiet time room, and it overlooks the mountains, and it's beautiful, and I'm just going to sit there in God's presence and really just experience His peace. And um, a long story short, when our house was built, we moved in in, in uh, April this year, and uh, it, it so happened that my daughter actually moved into my quiet time room, so I didn't have that quiet time room. Um, and, and also, you know, so I wrestled with this, with this topic. And, um, and the Lord showed me uh, the verse, Philippians 4, verse 6. So it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. So I read this and I was like, yes, I've got it. It's a five-point sermon for five minutes. And uh, the first point is don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And the result of that is I'll experience God's peace which exceeds anything I can understand. And I left it at that, very chuffed, got my, my sermon, and I carried on with the day. And um, that afternoon, around about lunchtime, I received uh, a message from my fellow director in our business. Um, he's the, the CFO, and we both run the company under our CEO. And he's quite a bullish personality, um, he's, he's not a, not a Christian, um, you know, he's, he's got this wonderful ability to give you this warm embracing hug at the beginning of a meeting and then make you cry halfway through it, you know, so it was that type of person. And, um, and he sent me this message and uh, it was about um, a decision I'd, I'd made uh, of installing Wi-Fi in, in our, our game lodges. And um, although we had chatted about it, he didn't quite understand the numbers. So when he eventually saw the cost of everything, he freaked out. He sent me this message and he attacked my character. He, like, he said he's written me off as a person. Um, he's uh, you know, he's going to take 
a, a deduction of my salary every month to, to, to cover this thing. And, you know, at first I read this message and I was like, okay, well, first of all, you can't do that um, as, a, as a fellow colleague. Um, and and I, I almost laughed it off at first. But then while I was sending a reply to him, then, the, you know, the, the thoughts on how I'm going to construct this argument back to him um, started coming into my mind. And I started typing this uh, message where I started attacking his character and pointing out for the last, you know, seven years that I worked with him, everything that he's done wrong. And, um, and, and while I'm busy with this whole process, God, like, drops into my heart. You're about to prepare on on peace, <laughs> or you're preparing a sermon on peace, go, go back to that sermon and, uh, and have a little read about what the scripture says and uh, maybe put into practice what you're about to preach. So um, I had to go back to, um, to that scripture and, and I sat there before the Lord and by this stage you know, the anger and resentment and everything had built, in, built, up in, built up inside of me. So I went through my steps. So the scripture says, don't worry about anything. So I sat there and I said, okay, Lord, I'm not going to worry about this. You are my protection. Uh, my identity is in you. Um, so I'm not going to worry. And then the second part, pray about everything. And I was like, Lord... I pray that you'll rain down lightning and thunder on my enemies. <laughs> and I went to the next step. Tell the Lord what you need. Lord, please, I need lightning and thunder rain down on my enemies here. Number four, thank him for all he has done. Lord, I thank you for raining down lightning. In it. <laughs> and um, I got to the result which was meant to be experiencing God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. But at that moment... I did not have any peace. And I had to wrestle this for the next uh, uh, couple of days. And um, that night and for a number of nights after that, I would lie awake in bed like, you know, to, to different hours in, in the night, just replaying this conversation of what I could have said to him and I could have won the argument better if I said this. Um, so eventually, you know, after I prayed, I did actually send him the, the most Christian reply I could. Um, but the arguments in my head still continued. Um, uh, this actually got so bad in our business that the, our, our CEO had to sit down with both of us and, and, and mediate this, this disagreement that we've had. And after a couple of hours, we eventually got to the point where, where he said he stands by what he said. And I got to a point where I said, well, I also stand by what I said. And uh, we said, for the, for the good of the company, we're just going to move on. We'll continue working together. But that's kind of where we, where we ended. And while I was in my quiet time and wrestling with this topic, uh, God dropped uh, another scripture well, he, he dropped the same scripture in my mind, but he said, read it properly. <laughs> and I realized I'd forgotten the most important part, which was right at the end. So in verse 7, it says, um, Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. 
And I realized at that point that I'd lost peace in both my mind and my heart, and I've taken my eyes off of Christ. And um, over the next couple of days and, and weeks even, I had to really work in my heart and, 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 and wrestle with my mind over this, this topic. Um, in my heart, I had to deal with, the, deal with the anger, the hurts, insecurities, which all flared up, um, which was preventing peace in my heart, in my mind. I had this battle racing again in the conversations. I could have said, I had such wonderful arguments, and he didn't even hear them. Um, and uh, during this journey, God also gave me John 14:27. So he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the gift I give you, the world cannot give. And Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, and I realized that as I spend more time with, with Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to do that work in my heart and my mind, I'm going to slowly become, you know, get to a place where there's peace. In Galatians 5.22, it says, the Holy Spirit pr produces this fruit, love, joy, peace. And I wanted that fruit that the Holy Spirit gives. So every day I had to wrestle with this. And after a period of time, a degree of peace came back to me. After a period of time, I started, you know, uh, dropping the arguments in, in my head and, and just carrying on, on with life. And um, it came about uh, the, the time of the 412 conference, so, so a couple of uh, weeks ago. And I asked our CEO if I can get some leave to go to this, just to again clear my mind and... and and um, I find at these conferences, you know, that God always does a work, and I was hoping that he would do a work in me. And um, while we were at this conference, Andrew Selly was, uh, was uh, also preaching, and, and one part of his sermon, he talked about um, uh, a member of uh, his congregation that, that left the congregation, and, and it, it really hurt him. And he had to work through a process of, of forgiving and, and, and coming to a place of restoration uh, with this guy. And, and in that message, God started talking to me. And, and uh, he brought my colleague's uh, picture back in, into my mind. And, and I'm like, Lord, I've, I've done, I've dealt with this. I've, I've actually forgiven him for what he's done, you know. So I've, I've got that peace in my heart. So I don't wrestle with this in my mind. And the Lord just kept this picture there. And, and God said, um, I, I know you've forgiven him, but I want you to ask for his forgiveness. And I was like, no, Lord. I was, I was innocent. <laughs> I wasn't wrong in this, in this circumstance. And, and God started revealing to me all the words that I said to him and the message that I had um, or that I was telling other people about this whole conversation, and God um, started convicting me, um, started showing me that my response to him was not Christ-like, um, that Jesus loves him, and I need to also show him that love. Um, and I wrestled with this during that, um, during that time, but eventually I came to a place and I was like, okay, Lord, I see that I was wrong, I will, I will go and ask for his forgiveness as well. And then the Lord said, okay, 
I want you to ask for his forgiveness, but I want you to also do it publicly. And I was like, Lord, <laughs> please help me know. <laughs> and um, what he showed me was a picture of an upcoming management uh, conference that's, that we were having with, with all of the staff, all the managers that report to me, all the, all the managers that report to our CFO. And it was a, a management getaway and, and a workshop. And God said, I want you to ask for his forgiveness publicly at this conference. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'll, I will do it with your help. <laughs> and, um, and we eventually got to the, um, the conference. It was in Azerfontein. And it was a two-day conference. And on, um, on the first day, we talked about what type of culture we wanted in our organization. And one of the values that we wanted was having a character-first person um, employed within our company. And we were busy listing what that meant, character, what it, what it meant to, to different people and different managers. And um, God dropped the word unity into my mind. And I was leading the session, funny enough. And uh, we had character first on the whiteboard, and I wrote unity there. And God said, now is your time. And I, I had a look to our CFO and say, the words that I've said to you haven't always been kind um, or true. And if we're not united, um, the company's not going to be united. So will you forgive me? And he stood up, gave me a big hug, and he said, what I've said is also wrong. Will you please forgive me? And immediately, God brought restoration to our relationship there. Uh, and it was a big moment. And only after that happened did I realize that I had really found peace uh, in my heart and in my mind. And I realized that if we have pride in our hearts, and unforgiveness in our hearts, we're very seldom, or it's very difficult to get to a place of peace. And um, so going back to that scripture in Philippians 4, verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds Anything you can understand, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. And living in Jesus Christ is actually the key. Um, sometimes God will, will do things instantly. You know, I prayed for peace. It didn't come right away. It was actually over a period of a couple of days and a couple of weeks that I had to work through this. So sometimes God gives us things instantly. Sometimes it takes a while. Uh, but what I find is as we fix our eyes on Jesus and we ask him to change us um, it's through that process with our eyes fixed on him that our hearts are, are changed um, he will lay things on our hearts that we need to repent on he will, he will lay things on our hearts that, that we need to wrestle with and change so that we become more like him and he'll give us that ability with the Holy Spirit so that at the end of this process we can <laughs> We can sit in the fruit of, of what the Holy Spirit gives, and that is peace. So, I don't know if, um, 
So. So I just want to um, maybe pray uh, for two groups of people today. And um, the first group of, of people is, uh, is a group of maybe you, you struggle with peace and you don't know of this person, Jesus. And, um, and I would just like to, to, to pray. Maybe we can all just close our eyes. Just maybe pray... And um, I'd really like to pray with you um, if you find that, that in your life you struggle with peace, whether now or in the past or, or occasionally, but, and you don't know Jesus. Is there anyone like that that I can pray with today? It's actually very easy to follow Jesus. You don't have to come perfect. You don't have to to uh, to have completed certain tasks or anything like that. He just wants your heart. Is there anyone that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and they want to put up their hand and just accept Jesus into their life? Okay, then there's a second group of people which which, like me, you might struggle with peace as well. And, um, and you haven't fixed your eyes on Jesus, or you haven't walked with the Holy Spirit every day, or you've kept it to, just to your quiet times, and, uh, and you still struggle with peace. I just want to pray for, for everyone. I don't know if anyone struggles with peace. If they'd also just like to raise their hands, I'll, I'll just say... A prayer. There's quite a few hands going up. So Lord God, we just thank you for, for these hands that are raised. Lord God, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. And we thank you that as we fix our eyes on you and as we walk this journey with you, Lord Jesus, that, that you will give us the peace that exceeds any understanding, Lord God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you that... That the fruit of the Spirit is peace, Lord God. And as we invite your Holy Spirit into our hearts and into our minds, that's, that a work will be done in us and that we will find your peace, Lord. So Jesus, do, do what only you can do, Lord God. We don't want the peace of this world, Lord God. We want your heavenly peace over us, Lord God, which is, which is true peace. And I pray you protect our minds, Lord God. And I pray that you protect our hearts, Lord God, especially as we go into the season, Lord God, that we'll keep our eyes fixed on you. And we pray that in that process, Lord God, that your peace will just settle upon us and live within us, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I wonder if we could stand. That was beautiful. Thanks, Ray. <clears throat> I've asked Keenan um, 
you'll recognize the song. Shame, I always put Keenan on the spot. <laughs> but he's so beautifully gifted. So um, I wonder if you could just lead us in that song. Um, I just felt, um, oh, just to, to sing the song. And I want to remind us of something that, you know, when Jesus walked on the water, we all know the story, the storm came up, the disciples, you know, cried out to Jesus, and Jesus, don't you care that we drown? Um, and then he kind of walks on the water, you know, and we, we see that as the miracle. But, you know, for me, <clears throat> one of the hidden...